on this episode, you and I are so different because I wake up and I go make everybody breakfast or I go buy everybody breakfast. And I'm like, here you go. Good morning. Here's your coffee. Here's your breakfast. Hey, Mark. Look, look deep into my eyes. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you and your breakfast vegan ass. I used to be nice like you do. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to No Country for... It's going to be a good one. Um, I can't even keep a straight face. We just hit record. Welcome back to No Country for Old Mark and Juan. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host... Juan Smith. Juan Smith with his beautiful, beautiful mullet. I just want to real quick, before we get into things... Uh, thank you, everybody, for reaching out to us this week. We got some listener interaction, a couple. I would appreciate more. And for the review we got this week, thank you very much. Please, please, please give us reviews. It's almost as good as money. I'm not even kidding. And please tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody you meet. That way you can help us get off the ground. Just a little bit of word of mouth. It would go a long way to help us. Uh, yeah, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash nocountrypodcast, Instagram and Twitter, and then nocountrypodcast at gmail.com if you want to basically tell us why you don't like the things that Juan says or if how attractive you think I look. No, I'm kidding. I'm Ooh, kidding. man, you are brave. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I had a, a quick thought before we get started into what I wanted to talk about today. Something that I didn't get to bring up the last time we got to record. Ooh. There was, a, a, like, several years ago, Juan came to visit in California, and we were there. And my cousin had this, like, 18-year-old dog. Awesome dog. Had it ever since it was a puppy. They had had it since they were like two or three years old. Like Wait cousins. a minute. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? You're starting with this? I'm starting with this. Oh, come on, man. I'm starting with this. We will not have an audience <laughs> beyond eight minutes, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Go ahead. For those of you out there, I'm going to clarify this. I'm not a violent person. I don't like death. I've lost some people to me. That were really dear to me, several people actually, and Juan too, one of our mutual friends, uh, died in Afghanistan. So we don't take stuff lightly and we're not mean. We don't hate animals. We don't injure animals. Or Juan has actually rescued his pitador. You told us about in a previous episode. Yeah. So keep that all in mind. But my cousins had this dog and it was a great dog until it got sick. It was just the worst condition a poor dog you could ever see it was, it was blind wasn't it it was blind it was deaf it kept bumping into things it was vomiting all over the place it couldn't keep food down diarrhea everywhere and like my cousins wanted to like try and keep it alive but it wasn't going to work so finally my uncle took the family to dinner or to a movie or something i don't remember actually what and he came up to me and he was like hey um could you do me a big favor and please just go get my rifle and put the dog down. 
He goes, I can't stand seeing the dog suffer. He's like, We're, it's just literally suffering all the time. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And we lived out in the country. So this was kind of like country living. Because I had done it before. There was like, the, my aunt and uncle had some rabbits and a rabbit like went after my aunt. And so I went and shot the rabbit. Because she was like, this rabbit came after me. And the crazy thing was that the rabbit jumped and I shot it through the neck in midair. So I was pretty shocked that I actually hit it because <laughs> it was moving. But so like we would we would only put down animals when they were sick or if they were like we thought they were a threat. Like because, lunging at you. Yeah, like lunging <laughs> at you or you know, we're like, does this animal have rabies? Like we're not messing like, around. I don't even care if you're a damn fluffy bunny. And you jump at me, I'm gonna shoot you in the trachea. It was actually kind of like Monty Python and the Holy Grail where the rabbit like goes flying at people. That's actually what it reminded me of, except for I had the holy hand grenade and I just shot it with the twenty two. But so anyways, I go to do this and my grandpa's like, here, I'll help you. I was like, okay. So he comes out and then Juan comes out, our friend, and then my brother. We all go out and we like dig a hole. And it's not like something I'm enjoying. I'm like, I'll do it. He asked me to do it. You but, know why you know, we weren't enjoying it? Because the ground out there was hard, oh, as, hard concrete. as concrete. It was so We were hard. digging it with like pickaxes. We could barely get a foot deep. I'm not we even joking. We barely got a foot deep. It, it's because it there was so much clay in the soil. It was so dry. Yeah. Anyways. So, so yeah, it was a lot more we, than just going up there and doing that. It was dealing with this dirt. It was so hard. So we go and dig it. And we dig it literally as deep as we could. But... We were really struggling with it. Like, we figured we need a tractor to get in any deeper, and we didn't have that. So, finally, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, like, take my best shot and shoot this dog, like, in the brainstem through the brain, just so it doesn't feel anything, because this dog has already suffered enough. And, like, everyone's, like, we're all, all five of us are stand, standing there, and my grandpa's like, don't worry about it. He's like, I put down a lot of pets. It's going to be Okay. He's like, just aim right here. And he showed me where. And I was like, okay. So, like, everybody takes a step back except Juan. Ben takes, like, six, six steps back. Ben's, like, way far back. <laughs> and so, <laughs> this is where things get interesting. I, like, I like I line up my shot, and then the dog tries to run away. But the dog was really, really sick, and it could barely move. So, it, like starts to turn around to come at me like help wants me to like pet it and take care of it so we like turn the dog back around i'm like no 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 i feel terrible so finally my grandpa's like just take the best shot that you can and i'm like take the best shot i can i don't want to like shoot it in the lung and have it like lung collapse and just make it terrible he's like just hit it in the head i was like okay he's like don't don't think too much just do it i was like okay so line up a shot i take the shot hit it right where i aim to dog falls over but it's like twitching and moving and so my grandpa's like, shoot it again. He's like, it's just the death throws, but shoot it again. So I shoot it again. I hear Ben in the corner, and Ben's like, oh, my goodness. And so I shoot the dog again. The dog stops moving, and I look up at Juan, and Juan has this big smile on his face and brain matter on his forehead. Because <laughs> it was too close. I, uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that there was going to be a splatter. Situation with that, I had never seen that, and I'm am visually impaired. So, <laughs> in order for me to see like everyone else could see, I had to be a lot closer, I guess. Yeah. Uh 
also, uh, our other friend was there, and he did get some, but it's, it was worse because it landed on his lip. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm laughing because I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> it really was uncomfortable. Situation. It was so uncomfortable. Like, you know, it's like when something is so uncomfortable, you have to laugh about it because your brain can't really process what's going on. Because it's just, you're like, oh my goodness, your brain's in shock. So my brother's like, what is wrong with everybody? <laughs> I'm like, well, I got... Uh, brain on my face. <laughs> so then my brother points out to Ben, hey, you got brain on your lip. He's like, what? Ah, oh, gross. So my grandpa's like, he shrugs it off. He's like, meh, you know, like, you're all fine. Let's, you know, bury this poor dog. So we put the dog to rest. And then my cousin came home and probably still hates me for doing that because it was her dog. And I mean, I can understand in some sense you don't want your dog to die, but that dog had lived six months beyond what it should have lived. And it didn't suffer when I killed it. And it didn't suffer anymore. But yeah, now that we've lost every single listener. <laughs> no, nope, we're about to. Uh, here's the deal. It was hot as shit that day. We had been digging this hole for, like seriously, over an hour. Like four of us. And we just couldn't. And the dog was bigger than the hole. You know, what yeah. are you going to do? So, my understanding of death prior to the answer to that question is that you're just done. You don't think, you don't know anything. It's just a body. So, I figured the best thing to do is they really did want the dog buried so that the kids wouldn't, you know, see this dog just shot. But he wasn't going to fit. So, I figured the best thing, being a Joe Pesci fan, (laughs) let's get a hacksaw and take the licks. Who's with me? Right? Now, in my mind, I'm just thinking this logically. But when you say it like that, I can realize how much of an asshole I must have sounded like. Right? And, uh, yeah, let's just say I've been taking a lot of shit for that for years. But the most fucked up part was, didn't the freaking coyotes dig it up anyway? The coyotes came and dig it up. And we found the bones later, and I it was that was frustrating. Somebody got awful. four wings though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, did you get a paw too? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, and don't get me wrong, like I don't hate that dogs at all. That dog was just dead, so in my mind, it, it didn't, you know, in its reality, didn't exist anymore. So at that point, I felt like it was okay to make a joke. But apparently, <laughs> a lot of people have disagreed with me over the years on that. And I'm like, I love dogs. I got three dogs right now. I chase these bastards all the time. Come on. They're like, the, thing, the thing is, for me, like, I remember when I was, ooh, I was like eight or nine years old. I had a dog, and it got heartworms, and it was really sick. So my dad went out, and it was, re- it was the same situation. Dog was super sick. My dad shot it, put it down. Except for the thing was, I was home, and I heard the gunshot. And so I was like, Mom, you know, what was that? And she's like, oh, it was nothing. And so by the time my dad came back in, I was like, did you shoot the dog? And he was like, uh, yeah. 
And he's like, but it was sick. And I was all upset about it then. But then as I got older, I was like, okay, well, it was what was best for the dog. Because I wanted the dog to live, obviously. But the dog was in such horrible shape. It was the best thing for the dog. So, like, as I got older, I was like, okay, well, you know, it stinks. Your pets are never going to live as long as you. That's a big reason why I don't have any pets right now. Because I had, like, the best dog and the best cat. And after they both died, I was just like, you know what? I'm never going to do- have a dog like that again. I'm never going to have a cat like it again. I can be okay if I don't have any more pets. And so far, I don't. And I don't really have much of an interest in getting pets. I'm not opposed to it, but I like Oh, I was having- opposed to it. I was fully opposed to it. <laughs> and then Jasmine talked me into getting this one dog. And all of a sudden, I realized I, I like dogs. <laughs> Damn it. Now I got three. And I got like a little, a little shitty looking white one. Yeah, I get that's like six pounds. And then I got a medium sized dog, it's like twenty six, twenty eight pounds. It's a one of those lap dogs. Anyways, it just kind of sits around, lays on people. Mm-hmm. And then I have the Pitador. Mm-hmm. So they're all vastly different, but I, I love them all, you know. Such so a little shitty one because he had fifteen teeth taken out, and all of a sudden he got nice. <laughs> Can you imagine that, man? 15 rotten teeth in your mouth you wouldn't you'd kill anything in sight oh yeah so once this dog got its teeth fixed because we came here to take care of it yeah and got it some proper care it's the nicest dog ever now well yeah because his mouth doesn't hurt anymore right it never acted like a dog before it used to just be just mean dude and uh also got it neutered but it was still humping the air like right after the surgery so he's fine But yeah, so I loved it. But yeah, but I remember back then thinking, gosh, I thought that was just a joke, man. Jeez, I've taken so much shit for that. <laughs> you know? I'm in a close family. Oh, yeah, when you die, we're just going to chop your legs off. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> get that odd square casket. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fine with that because I'm dead. They're like, that's not my point. I'm like, oh, my. I'm like, people, that dog didn't have that much interest in its life when it was alive. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. It, it was, but you know, it was one of those things too that's like, as guys, right? Yeah. Sometimes we get put in situations that we think we can handle, we're ready for. And we can't. And you can't, right? Yeah. It, it I was couldn't handle of, shooting that dog. Oh, gosh, dude. It, let's be honest. It was a bunch of full grown men just cringing at the thought of shooting this dog. Because it yeah. just seemed so awful. I mean, even though logic told us it was fine. Yeah, it, it actually needed to happen, and somebody had to do it. You yeah. didn't see me volunteering. I, I just, no. you know what I mean. That's just that. So it was one of those situations where it's like sometimes, like you said, in horrible situations, even like a funeral, somebody will laugh. Yeah, and people get so pissed off. But it's like sometimes a reaction—it's just guttural. It's an instinct reaction. It doesn't mean that the person thinks it's funny. No. It's just that's the way it just came out. You know what I mean? Sometimes your body yeah. just shoots a signal to left and the right. You know what I mean? And a lot of the times I've learned, like when someone's telling me like a really traumatic story or really terrible story or something happens that is super awkward, especially if something is super awkward, what do you do? You laugh because it's so awkward or because it's so terrible because you if you don't know it or you don't have an experience it or you can't identify with it, you can't, your brain's just like, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't want to sound like a terrible person. So I'll laugh because I'm so uncomfortable <laughs> right now. And it's just, it's awful. And for me, it's very rare that I get that uncomfortable. Yeah. 
And so, you know, my way of always dealing with situations, even back for as far as episode one, you know, dealing with the Latino gang members. Yeah. I'm literally afraid of violence, and I still use humor as a tried way to bring this situation back yeah. to a comfortable place for me. And so it's a kind of a fight or flight thing. It's like when you have that gift, you you kind of hope you, you can use it when you need to, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just like in a, you know, on a podcast or doing stand-up, but like in real life, man, if you have the ability to be able to defuse somebody by making them laugh, and you can do that at will, yeah, it's, it's a kind of an awesome tool to be able to use. I have saved my own ass from getting kicked many times. <laughs> I'm like, I've gotten out of many conversations I didn't want to be in by doing that. Right. I mean, I, <laughs> like, I don't have this conversation. <laughs> I have literally started conversations like, I'm aware why you're here. I'm also aware there's four or five of you, and your intentions on me are not nice. <laughs> However, I want you to reconsider, and then it starts a rambling bullshit <laughs> until someone laughs. Yeah. And then they can't do it. <laughs> and then I sneak the fuck out of there and run. But, <laughs> but that stuff's actually happened. I mean, like, uh, sometimes people's hatred just, they start making plans. Yeah. You know? Here's the thing. When people just, like, don't like you at work because they just don't like you, like, that's not so bad. But I, I tend to have... Like, when people don't like me, it's kind of extreme. Probably because they feel like I'm extreme, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, they never just go, well, you know, I just don't really like one. They're like, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> Piece of shit thinks he knows everything. <laughs> Cocky bastard. I mean, people have called me everything. <laughs> I mean, to my face. And I used to get upset. Yeah. But now it's so funny to me because everyone is so passive aggressive. Oh, yeah. When, when someone actually engages you and just straight honest, I just get respect for them. <laughs> I can't even be mad. I'm like, damn, mom, but you didn't have to make me cry. <laughs> Jeez. You're 80 years old. You're not supposed to still be able to break my balls that bad. <laughs> that's, that's funny. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. Okay. So. That was, yeah, I wanted to air that out because that was it just it's 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 a good thing to talk about, I think, because you're going to face situations in your life that are uncomfortable or you might not be ready for, but you can definitely deal with them, like particularly awful situations. And it's just in how you respond to it. If I had to do that again, well, first of all, number one, now that I've shot that dog and I shot I shot that dog, I shot a rabbit and I think I shot like a couple of other like coyotes or whatever out there. But uh, now that I've done that, I know there's one thing I will never do, and that is I will never shoot a person because it feels bad enough to kill an animal because it's alive. So I was like, you know what? I couldn't shoot a person because if I did take somebody's life, that would affect me even worse because that's a person. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'd shoot somebody. <laughs> like, no, I mean, like, let's be real. I'm being real. Like, that's why, like I said, been mentioned before, like, I don't even have firearms. Not because, like, I'm a hothead. Yeah. There's all those other things, right? Like, we all know I don't see so great. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm out in a barn at night all the time. It's dark out here. You know, like, I don't want to accidentally shoot one of my kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, and think it's, you know, someone coming up here or something. So there's a lot of factors. 
You know, and I would never do that. Here's the thing with violence and stuff. Why people shoot people is just there are so many smarter ways. It's like, don't you watch any true kind stuff? <laughs> Come on, man. That's old school. You leave all kinds of evidence. Oh, yeah. All right. Be smarter about it. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I just, <laughs> but yeah, that was a weird situation, man. Yeah. I just wish I hadn't actually said, you know, <laughs> we'll chop them off with a hacksaw because that does sound so bad. You know what's what really, really, you know, you stand out in that situation is when you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think we actually did that, though. No, we didn't do that. It was just, just to okay. clarify, we did not do that. We just made the hole a little bit bigger to accommodate the poor dog. The thing, the person that was least phased though was my grandpa, probably because he's he's seventy. Well, at that point, he was like what seventy two, seventy three, so he's like seen it all, done it all. So he's like meh. He's like that's too slow. You use a meat cleaver, <laughs> <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> there, the, it was funny because the time, the time when the, <laughs> the, time when the rap, damn it! <laughs> don't choke, Juan. Don't choke. Too late. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! <coughs> I just realized. Yeah. I don't know when the last time I saw your face was. Oh. <laughs> really? Yeah, we <coughs> you made me laugh with my eyes shut. <laughs> and I literally must have put my head down. And all of a sudden I realized I was just looking at a bunch of computer data. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, where the fuck did Mark go? <laughs> I mean, you get spoiled because the first podcast, we couldn't see each other at all. Yeah. And uh, right now you're probably wishing we couldn't. <laughs> but, you know. Well. With those boobs right there, oh, you know, yeah. they're hairy. It's kind of disturbing. And they're tattooed as well. Yeah, well, I don't shave that, you know. When I was fit <laughs> and it was like closer to the 80s, yeah, maybe back then, but not now. <laughs> now it's that in the jiggle. It's just so disturbing. <laughs> And there's no way to stop that. <laughs> no. Perpetual motion, man. <laughs> well, I was thinking the other day, though, I told Chad, this is so fucked up. I told Chad the other day, I was like, but if I do that, do I burn calories? Is that? <laughs> am I? Because te- technically, then, I should be able to wiggle myself thin. <laughs> She's like, you are so fucking weird. <laughs> I go, you never think like that? She's like, no. I was like, that must be boring for you. (laughs) I got lost in Home Depot today. Oh, gosh. Not lost like I didn't know where I was. It's just that for someone like me, right, when I go into Home Depot... I just start thinking of all the amazing shit I could be doing. <laughs> like, I could be fixing that. Oh, man, I would use that trim right there. I'd hook that shit up. I mean, it would be so dope, right? You know, like, yeah. I'm calling my son. I'm like, hey, man, I want we put red behind the triangle. And, we, and he's like, where are you at? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm at Home Depot. He's like, Dad, how long have you been there? I was like, 
I don't know. They don't have clocks. It's like a <laughs> casino in here. <laughs> he's like, come home. <laughs> Just get out. Get out. Did you get what you needed? And I was like. Well, yeah, but the, he's like, then come home. Because <laughs> he knows I'm just wandering around, <laughs> looking up at all the shit, going, oh, that'd be so cool. You know? God, yeah. I could probably spend a million dollars on a Home Depot. But then it I would could. take me 30 years to do the project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went over, for the last, like, three weeks, every time I go over to Jasmine's house, I'm like, you know, we could change that and move that there and do this and do that. And she's like, I want to do that or I don't want to do that. Now we have like this whole home remodeling plan. And I'm like, great. <laughs> like, I think I've outbudgeted her on what she wants to spend. But the labor's free because I do all the labor. That's the one nice thing. Good God, man. What? You are the best piece of ass ever. <laughs> <laughs> I already took care uh, of like a, I already took care of one project. Now I'm, we're working on the next ones. Wow, I'm married I, and I'm barely knocking these things over. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on the ramp for my mom for like a yeah. year. <laughs> I'm debating whether I even touch it before you come. <laughs> I've cut some of the post off so it looks nice, but then the other ones are sticking up like eight feet. <laughs> You know what I did? Just fucking hung a plan on it like I did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's an expression of my talents <laughs> with uh, lumber. That's a thing, though. When you're in a trade or you know any kind of trades, yeah. God, it's almost like you don't even want anyone to know because nobody yeah. young knows it now. No. Most people your age have no, no experience in that stuff at all. Even, oh, yeah. And younger, none almost, right? So it's no. like when you can actually build things or fix things or you can weld. Yeah. Whatever, any, dude, people find out, man. Oh, yeah. It's like an apocalyptic world. Yeah. Well, Jasmine will be like, I want to do this. I'm like, I can do that. Or I got a quote for this. I could do that. Like there was a pest control guy that came and knocked on her door and was like, here, we're offering discounted service on pest control. And I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. She's like, why? I'm like, I can do it. She's like, really? I'm like, we can go buy the pesticide for 20 bucks, and that'll last you like three years, and I can do it for free. Then you won't be paying him 40 bucks a month. <laughs> Seriously. She's like, oh, okay, that's cool. So you live like, in a totally different area than that. Where I live, there'd be like someone on a trailer park coming over. I'm like, I tell you what. <laughs> you weld up this trailer so I can keep scrapping. I'll let my wife suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, that's not, no, we don't, no. <laughs> not not even if you paid me, would that happen? Be like Dave Chappelle in that comedy special. I ain't trying to get herpes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're over there talking quotes. I'm over, over here going, how many teeth does that lady have? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Let's just say I, uh, you know that song, the old song that he sang, uh, I Got Friends in Low Places? Yeah. I don't now, but like, you know, in past years and over time, different times, yeah, man, I have acquainted with the bottoms of society. The, <laughs> <laughs> the craziest of the crazy, you know, but uh, I just, I love people, so it's whatever. Wow. I, I, would, I would hate to just be normal or whatever that is. Yeah. 
I don't think there is a normal. I think there's just people because you could go into any demographic, rich, poor, whatever ethnicity, and True. there's gonna be there's gonna be people from all. There's gonna be really smart people, really educated people, really unintelligent people. There, I mean, everything. They're gonna be everything. You're gonna have like really prejudiced people, really loving and accepting people. It's just. Everybody's got well. There's diversity in anything, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You could pick, you know, a number out of whatever, and it's going to be, you know, it's just there is no group that has it better than anybody else, really. So I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I think lesbians they win. (laughs) They win. Not all of them. But the, <laughs> but the ones like in charge of the relationship, the one running the show, mm. it's probably the best position you could possibly be in social society. Because uh, we're all second. None of us are running shit. <laughs> all right, like guys, listen. We can talk all the talk we want. You can be as macho as you want. You can you can say you're the coolest guy ever on earth. Believe me, you're second. <laughs> she's running shit We all know how she's running it And it's not a damn thing we can do about it And they win So, since we lose to them Every time In that scenario, you've got two females Someone's in charge That's a winner <laughs> Because she is actually Like the boss or like In charge of another woman Which we can't do Not the best of us can do that, right? That is amazing. There are some super, super powerful women out there, and that is my pick for the best of the group. <laughs> Those are some strong women. Point taken. <coughs> and it has nothing to even really do with the with them being lesbian, other than the fact that it's just they only can deal with they're dealing they're choosing to deal with women or whatever. Right. But because uh, <laughs> it. I mean, you really think it's like, wait, if we could eliminate guys, go, we'd be screwed. <laughs> now they would. Well, I mean, they already run everything, but they, if, if they really put their shit together, yeah. Oh my gosh, it'd be, they could just put us straight into slavery. Yep. And we'd do it too. Yep. <laughs> That's the best thing I think. I one of the most calming things I finally accepted as I got older was when I really realized when I cut through all the shit. No matter what I said, no matter what I did, ah, I'm not in charge of nothing. Nope. But uh, that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, really the people that have the most problems with being in charge or not being in charge are people with like really big pride issues and they feel like they have to control everything or they're really insecure and they feel like they have to control everything. And I don't have very little, I don't have a pride problem and I'm not insecure. So I'm like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Like, you know, what's you funny know? though. A lot of people say that, right? Yeah. They will say, I don't have a pride issue. I'm independent or whatever like that. And then you, you look at them and you go, the fuck you are. Do you know yourself? <laughs> You are so full of shit right now, Sandra. You know, it's like, what? Yeah, I had, I, had, I had a friend like that just recently. We were talking, and it was like, he was complaining about somebody, and everything that he was complaining about this person was like, I'm thinking, that's you, though. How are you, are you just pissed at yourself? I was, like, so confused. And I was just like, man, your perception of, like, 
what you are and actually are are kind of way off, or maybe I'm just seeing it weird. But <laughs> I often, you know, you often wonder that our, our perceptions of how we are is that how people really see us, you know? Cause, you know, if you're going to talk about me, you could just say my name. I'm right here in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I wasn't saying that about you. It just, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm saying, but a lot of people say that stuff, and then you think that, and you go, no, you're full of shit, man. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're the biggest pussy in the room. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <coughs> but, <coughs> oh, my goodness. <coughs> oh, one thing. <laughs> like, sort of along those lines. Like, <laughs> Probably not even close. Probably not even close, but in some ways, like thinking about, I guess it comes back to like, you know, not really like what you're talking about there, like not really knowing yourself, like complaining a lot about other people, but really you're like, Hey, you know, you're that way. Cause I used to fall into that category years ago. Like I would complain a lot about things, but it was complaining about things about myself, but I just projecting it onto other people. And so finally, I realized years ago, I was like, man, I am just super cynical. I'm super pessimistic. And I was in denial about it. And, like, that's... It, it, it's kind of... It, it's interesting because, like, a lot of the times, like, comedians or people who think they're funny or try to be funny cynic are really cynical. But now I'm the complete opposite. I'm probably one of the most, if not the most, optimistic person you'll ever meet. And... My life still has all the same hardships and disappointments that everybody else's life has. And some of the stuff I've been through is worse than a lot of people I've been through. A lot of other people have been through. And yet I'm still optimistic. And like one thing that's just been really grating on me recently is the amount of excuses I hear from people for not trying to do the simplest things or for just not taking risks. Like, risks are scary, obviously. Everybody, you know, has, you know, apprehension about, you know, taking risk. But how often do we, like, sell ourselves short when we get scared on something? When it's something that we could, we're pretty fairly certain that we could accomplish. Like, what I was thinking was, what was it, like, 12, 11 or 12 years ago, my dad and I, we lived in, when we lived in rural California outside of Yosemite National Park, my dad had this idea. He was like, hey, he's like, we could buy this. I forgot what, it was some, it was like radio wave technology for Wi-Fi, for internet. And where we lived up in the mountains, there were so many mountains and they had no DSL, no cable. All you had was satellite internet, which was super expensive and it was limited. So you were just getting raked over the coals by the satellite internet companies or using dial-up and it was just terrible, 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 terrible. <coughs> So my dad had this idea. He's like, well, why don't we build a tower and then we put it on like a high hill and then we just sell the radio receivers to people or we rent them to people and then, you know, we could have our own internet company. <clears throat> so him and I talked about that and he, had, he like did research, figured it out, figured out where he could, we could have one tower like an hour away down in the valley, figured out where we could have another tower. He did all this planning, figured out like how much it would cost to start up. Him and I both had the capital to do it. We're like, hey, we could do this, and we could start our own business. Everyone we would have bought that. And ev well, here's the, here's the thing everyone. that yeah, everyone would have bought it. And there was like a community in where I was. There was a community of a thousand people. Down the road was another community of like four thousand people, and down another com down the road was a, there was like four or five little communities spread around there. We could have easily had like two, three thousand customers, but we were like, 
well, I don't know. Like, what if we spend all this money and it fails or neither of us are businessmen? And like, I had all this stuff, this cynical stuff in my mind telling me what I couldn't do or telling me why it wouldn't work out. And so I spent most of my time listening to the cynicism. And then now it's 10 years later and there's two companies that had the exact same idea they just did it four or five years after we had thought of it. They started it four or five years after we had thought of it. And now they're wildly successful. I met one of the guys and I was the uh, co-owners of the business. And I asked him, I was like, you know, how hard is it? He's like, well, it was, you know, we did a lot of work the first couple of years setting it up. He's like, now he's like, I spend most of my time with my family and I collect checks. I was like, really? He goes, yeah, I go on a couple installs a week. But he's like, he's like, our cheapest plan is like, you know. 35 bucks a month it goes up to like 50 bucks a month he's like but we have you know this many accounts and it's like all i do is collect checks he's like i spend most of the time with my family i was like oh that was a huge like eye opener for me it was like stop selling myself short stop telling myself that i can't do something and i need to take risks and be bold and i talked with my dad about it he was like yeah he's like we were too cautious he's like we told ourselves we couldn't do something when we could do it and so like i was letting my fear rule me i was letting my fear take over my brain and just letting it run wild and telling myself that I couldn't do these things. And that's been really grating on me lately because in the last like 10 months, it, I, for some reason it's like, maybe it's becoming more apparent to me. I don't know why, but I hear a lot of people like, Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. And it's, and it's from everything from like school, school stuff, work stuff, career stuff, family stuff, relationship stuff. And every time I'm just like, well, yeah, you can. Well, no, I'm not. And like, and it's usually something that they have some sort of strength in, you know, like they're really good at this one thing and, you know, they're really good at like studying. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to get my bachelor's degree. Why not? Uh, it's, it's hard. Well, yeah, it's hard. How much more you got? Uh, another year and a half. You got this. Uh, I'm going to drop out and I'm going to go sell pizza or whatever it is. And the thing that really just irritates me the most, I had a couple of people say this to me so frequently like it really got into my skin and they said i'm not a pessimist i'm a realist and i'm like no that's bs because i used to be a pessimist and i used that exact line and then when after i went through all the crap in my life i realized you know what i am a pessimist and i'm lying to myself pretending that i'm a realist but i'm not being realistic because i'm just looking at the worst possible situation in my life and when you and i was and i know from experience when you plan for and think of the worst possible thing and you expect it to happen, all of your choices wind up taking you towards those things that you're fearing the most or towards the worst possible thing. Because if you're thinking, oh, it's inevitable, then guess what? It's going to happen because all of your decisions are making it towards that. You know what? We're taught that, though, as like when you're kids. I, I distinctly remember when I learned that people try to interject failure into your life and you can choose it or not i was yeah. six years old no seven years old and we lived in biloxi on the coast out there in mississippi and i found i used to go out and play in the fields all the time and was always outside and i was really into like animals and being outside and everything and and insects and bugs and anything in the ocean you're like yeah. typical kids down there yeah and i found this spider and I was quite certain that it was a black <laughs> widow spider. Yeah. I used to collect insects and stuff all the time. And I thought to myself, I remember being seven years old and thinking, I'm a kid, I'm seven, and nobody's going to believe me 
when I if I tell them that I saw this spider because yeah. it was very rare to see one, and the only way that they're going to believe me is if I can show them this spider. Yeah. Because they're not going to believe me. And so I went, I literally caught the spider in my hand, carried it up to the house, got it in a jar, you know. <clears throat> Anyways, and of course, it later on was authenticated actually at an aquarium there, and it ended up being a female, and it had babies. Yeah. And they, they had put it in an aquarium and everything. But what I learned from that was, like, even as a kid, I was like, wow, like, I I was not supposed to do that. They would have yelled at me. Nobody would have believed me. Like, there's just, I realized, like, adults just do a lot of negative yeah. on, like, they crushed my, like, excitement. Yeah. Right? Like, I was all excited about fighting, and I wanted to show my excitement and be like, hey, look, I, you know. But then I realized I'm going to have to deal with this big wall of bullshit. Yeah. Because they're just trying to downplay what I'm excited about, what I'm interested yeah. in. And so as a really young kid, I realized really young, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> whatever I like to do, whatever I'm into, I'm going to enjoy. And if other people don't want to believe me or want to take part in whatever I want to do, then I don't really give a shit. Yeah. You know, and, and that was my attitude after that. I just yeah. was like, no, man, I was right. I was right. And so I'm, I'm going to believe in me now. Yeah. And not I, what other people say. Yeah. And even my parents. It's, it's a hard thing because it's a learned behavior because you see, I mean, by the time you get to be 13 or 14, a lot of your creativity has been crushed by the adults in your life. And it's not intentional. They're like, oh, we're trying to protect you. We're trying to teach you the reality of the world because the world's hard. The world is harsh and it sucks. But you wind up sucking all the joy and the creativity out of people. Or in the excitement out of kids. I mean, it happens. In, it happens all the time to everybody. It's it's a fact of life. You want something to drive out of kids? Tell them there's no Santa. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are the little shitty kids at school. Like there's no Santa because <laughs> they were acting up, right? And I was like, yeah. all right, let's cut through the shit, kids. Uh, I'm telling you right now, there's no Santa. I don't care what anyone else's parents say. I'm Santa. So if you want to be kissing anyone's ass. Kiss my ass, because I'm Santa. <laughs> All right? And then it just went from there. And they're like, you know, I got a loose tooth. The tooth, sorry. There's no tooth fairies in our house. They might be in other people's houses, but uh, they're not welcome here. There's no tooth fairies. So don't be expecting a quarter or a dollar or a damn Nintendo Switch under your damn pillow. It's not happening. Yeah. All right? So, you know, over the years, I have saved myself a lot of change. Yeah. And a lot of bullshit. And I, and I told my kids, I said, listen, I'm not saying you should go say this stuff at school. I said, but I, as your stepdad, I have to earn it. And I said, I'm telling you guys right now, I will never lie to you. Yeah. And I said, and this is a harsh reality that other kids can find out at their own times. It's not for you guys to fuck it up for them. But I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying, like, that's why I did that. I'm not trying to squash your fun. I'm just trying to tell you that I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. And I never have lied to them kids. And so it was kind of like a weird way to do it, probably. Yeah, but, uh, but still. But they know, they know I won't lie to them. No. It's, it's interesting because, like, I grew up, ever since I was five years old, I wanted to learn how to play the guitar, and I wanted to be in a band, and I wanted to tour. And I didn't start learning to play the guitar until I turned 15. Wow, so that's even later than Wyatt. Right. So I started when I was 15 because my parents didn't think I was going to stick with it because they had me try piano and I hated it because I wanted to play guitar. Ditto. So I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. 
And I finally like refused to practice. And I was like, I want to play guitar. No, no, we're going to have you teach violin. Ah, I don't want to take violin. So I did that for a little bit. And the violin teacher was like, just get him a guitar. (laughs) 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 So they got me like the just a really cheap guitar, a really cheap amp. Cause, and the thing was, is like, I, I don't, Oh, you I'm started not, with an electric. Yeah. Not an and I don't No, I started with electric. And the thing is, is like, I don't blame my parents cause they didn't want to invest money in something when I had shown through my actions that I wasn't going to stick with something. Cause they thought, well, if you don't stick with piano violin, why are you going to stick with guitar? But like, they didn't listen to me and understand how much I wanted to play guitar. Like, they just never heard me. I want to play guitar. Uh, you should try piano. I always think that's so oh. funny when parents are like, like, well, why would you want to not want play the piano or the violin yeah. and you want to play guitar? Yeah. It's like everyone's so. going like, uh, because violinists and pianos don't have groupies. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of secret information is this? What kind of a dumbass parent are you? It's the same reason every guy wants to play the damn guitar. <laughs> Except being guitar guy never actually works. No. <laughs> Not in like your own small world. So if you actually right. do get up on stage, that works. But that idea that you're just going to be so good at it, you're, some girl's going to walk in a room and you're just hanging out with your friends and... Yeah, no, it ain't happening. No, it ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have seen and I have seen the sad faces and the, the crying in beers <laughs> so many times. No, but it's so like took me eighteen hours to learn stairway to heaven. <laughs> so I finally like they realized once they realized I was going to stick with guitar. They were like, oh, okay, that's great. You're going to stick with it. And they were all supportive of it and everything, which is awesome. Like, my parents were super supportive. We, I was, like, uh, the first songs I wrote were awful. The first bands I were in were terrible. We were all learning. We sounded like garbage. I don't ever want to hear that again because it was, you're just learning. You can't play. You can't write. You're, lear- you're learning. Yeah, but so, it's still fun. So what's the It's matter? still fun, yeah. And I didn't care. I was like, I don't care to, for it. You have to go through that. Yeah, you have to go through it. And I'm like, well, other people are going to have to suffer through me. And then when I get better, I'm going to suffer through all the other terrible bands. But you're going to get better if you stick with it. But I stuck with it. Now I've been playing guitar for over 20 years. I built a recording studio. That's how I have the capability of recording this podcast. Uh, When we lived in California, we built a full-on recording studio. We had a room for drums. It was all like got like foam and sound deadening stuff in it. We had a drum set, uh, drum set up, drum mics. We had a vocal recording booth. We had everything. A full-on recording studio. We built ourselves. We like built the walls, put in the windows, and everything. And then we recorded three albums. Recorded one with some friends in Oklahoma, and then we recorded. I recorded a bunch of stuff myself. I produced and recorded an entire album just me. Me and my brother and my cousin. And I've gotten zero recognition or sales, and I don't care because I've lived my dream. I always wanted to have a recording studio and be a recording artist. I wanted to make it, yeah, sure, but I kind of figured I was never going to. And I was, I thought, you know, there's an off, off chance that I might, but I probably won't, and that's fine. I'm fine with that. I don't have this, if I don't get the ultimate, you know, in guitar recognition, my life is over. I was like, no, if I can at least live out this dream, then that's going to be a super joyful thing, and I'm going to have this immense sense of accomplishment and satisfaction. And then I got to do the same thing because I got to go tour for two summers too, which was incredible. And so then I, when I hear friends in my life say, well, I want to do this, but I can't. I'm like, yeah, you can. Well, I can't because 
I have a family. Okay, first of all, what is it? Do you want to go tour and play guitar and you have a family? Okay, that's going to make it hard. Maybe you could talk with your spouse and be like, can I go for a week? You may be able to figure out something because I met other people on tour that would do that. They were like, man, I got a family back home, but we worked out stuff with my wife and my job and I'm taking two weeks off to come on tour. I'm like, hey, you're doing something, you're making it work. But the people that just flat out give up without even trying or without even trying or just, oh, just the excuses bug me because it's like, it bugs me because I, I used to tell myself those excuses. I told myself for a year that I couldn't do a podcast. I what? told myself, yeah, I've wanted to do a podcast for <coughs> over a year. I wanted to ask you to do it over a year, and I gave myself every, I mean, all sorts of stupid excuses like, well, Juan lives too far away. Juan and I haven't talked in so long. He probably wouldn't want to be interested in doing it. Uh, Juan doesn't have the technology to do it. I'm not good enough to do it. I don't, I'm not funny enough to do it. I don't have, like, the charisma or the, the whatever it is that a podcast host has to make a quality podcast. I, I knew I had the equipment for it and the ear for it, but I didn't think I had any, and I told myself this for over a year. I told a few people, I want to start a podcast. Some people would just be like, yeah, okay. And then there was a couple of other people like, hey, you know what? You should try that. But I never listened to that because I was spending too much time telling myself, oh, I can't do this. And then finally, two months ago, I was like, I've been so freaking stupid. <laughs> I was like, I am so dumb right now. I was I'm like, why am I? I was like, why am I listening to this baloney in my... I was like, this is so dumb. And I immediately called you. And that's when I called you. And I was like, do you know what a podcast is? <laughs> what did I say? I don't think I even really knew, did I? No. Okay, this is what you said. I was like, do you know what a podcast is? And you were like, I saw this movie. Oh, that's and there right. Was a, and I was Tusk. like, oh, okay. Tusk. You were like, yeah. And you were like, if I hadn't seen this movie, I would have no idea what a podcast was. <laughs> But the crazy here's the crazy thing. I I I announced to my on my Facebook to my friends, hey, I'm starting a comedy podcast. You know, and my cousin replied, Oh, so it's gonna be like that pretend radio show you had when you were like ten years old? And I had completely forgotten about that. I've wanted to do radio since I was like a little kid. And then I remembered yesterday that me and another friend like 10 years ago, we had talked about, wouldn't that be great if we could have a radio show, like a comedy morning radio show? And then I realized, I was like, I've been wanting to do this for years and I just never put anything into it because I was always making excuses. I didn't know what it was, but as soon as I knew what it was and you explained it, oh man, I was on board. Yeah. Because this is like what I've been looking for my whole life. I just didn't know it existed. Because I'm old as shit, and I'm stuck in this box with these kids everywhere. And <laughs> a wife that watches the perimeter. <laughs> but anyways. So. I wish you people could see it, because, like, one is actually, like, looking around the room, looking for Jasmine with a gun or a <laughs> rifle or binoculars, looking for him. <laughs> She's out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is, like, just because your situation might not be ideal... Doesn't mean it's impossible. No, what you know what you know what is ideal about it though? You have to live this kind of crazy shit. Yeah. To even need the outlet that a podcast is. Yeah. <laughs> because this is like, and people have you mentioned just recently that that like this is where I vent. Yeah. Right? When my wife took them damn nachos, man, and man, <laughs> I lost my shit right on this microphone. <laughs> That was as real. So, 
that's why I was so excited because I've always wanted to be able to have the ability to be heard. Because I'm yeah. like, my life is too stupid. Somebody out there has to hear this. Because there are got to be other people with as dumb of people in their lives as I got. I'm never going to appreciate this. Because you start identifying, you know, these people that you don't know as people you know. Like, yeah. you start taking someone you know and kind of putting them in, oh, that would be, you know, who Mark is, and that would be who I have a friend who's just like, Juan, what an asshole. Like, you yeah. know, I oh, I know I've heard people have those thoughts. Or I knew a guy in high school who was just like, what a dick. Like, you know, <laughs> but uh, but I also know that that's kind of what some people want. They want you to hear you lose it because yeah. <laughs> they probably have that same, like, inner, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, damn it. <laughs> yeah the thing is is like back to what i was saying like we, yeah you gotta take risk you gotta take chances like i had the thing is is like deep down i knew that i mean obviously you're like my best friend and your our sense of humor has always had this just certain thing of chemistry. Like when our like our other like mutual friends, we don't have it with anybody else. Like we still have great friendships and stuff, but we don't have this type of dynamic. No, one of the funniest conversations of my entire life was when we went to your uh, brother's bachelor party, which actually turned out to be awesome. Dude, he hooked everyone up. It Brendan was so is good. just like ridiculous like house at Lake Tahoe, right? Yep. I mean, like a million, uh, super nice place. He hired an Argentinian guy to do Argentinian barbecue for it. Yeah, it was crazy. Okay, this was like, you know, it was just guys like staying for a weekend of this just fat house, right? But one of the funniest conversations I had in my life was there was this like pretty big jacuzzi and it was like <laughs> downstairs and from upstairs you could kind of look down and see in the jacuzzi and I just, dude, I'm not having it. There was like nine guys, there's just a sausage rest there. And uh, so anyways, I'm just upstairs and I'm looking down like, this is so freaking sad. And uh, but it's you know it's supposed to be it's supposed to be you know just the yeah. guy the guys and everything which I had never been to a bachelor party like that so it was like weird right so i am just beside myself like god is there another human being who could see this and right then you walked up behind me and you were looking down like this is so freaking ridiculous and i just (laughs) lost it i was like and i turned around and you were fully dressed too so i knew you were in any part of the situation (laughs) and then mark and i can set that like Okay, this is a shitty moment. <laughs> we both turned, looked out, looked down the window, and just shit on these guys for like an hour. Just, just being just absolutely like two 12 year olds with no filters, just, just saying the most awful shit about our closest friends and family with no disregard. And we both know. That there's a witness to this shit. The other person heard <laughs> yep. everything you just said. And we didn't give a fuck. No. It was so damn funny. It was seriously like one of the funniest conversations of my life because it was impromptu. You could not have made it up. 
No. I just, I'm looking with the spare. It was like a fucking movie. He just walks <laughs> up behind me in unity and then turns and then we just simultaneously sl- slaughter our friends for like an hour. <laughs> it was fucking great. That, so yeah, when you were saying like, like how we have like that chemistry like that, that yeah. was probably the first time I noticed it. And it was just we didn't miss a fucking beat, man. Like, <laughs> no. I thought, okay, I probably went too far. And then you went beyond me, and I was like, holy crap. So, you know. But then it was like we could walk out of there and never mention it again until now. I yeah. swear to you, we have not it's talked been about 10 this years. That was 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, until just now. And that was, that was when I knew. <laughs> so when you were like, hey, you want to do this podcasting? I was like, oh, uh, yeah. That was my whole what, finding it. <laughs> On that trip, too. Oh, I remember I stayed in the basement. And there was a really nice bedroom in the basement. And I stayed down there in the pool. There was a pool table out there. And like the first day, or was it the first or second day I got there? Um, it, I was super tired because I had just driven in from Utah. My dad and I had taken a road trip to Utah and went camping and off-roading and stuff. And so my dad came and dropped me off and I got there a little bit late and I was so tired and you were like super excited to see me because Luke had went and picked you up and I was like, yeah, so we like hung out, we had dinner and then I just went down and went to sleep. And so then like you came in, opened the door and you were like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, I woke me up and then woke me up and I was not happy about being woke up. I was like, I'm freaking sleeping, dude. And you were like, oh, so I see how it is. You're like, I come all the way from Michigan to see, Michigan to see you. And you were like, you were like, hey, everybody, Mark went to bed. I guess he just told us all to go F off. <laughs> <laughs> what a selfish asshole I was. Holy and crap. I laughed so hard and I was like, fine, I'm getting up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, thanks for dinner. It was so uh, funny. <laughs> what a dick. It was so funny. See, but the fact that you could take that and it would make you laugh where any of them, oh, that would they would have been pissed. Oh yeah. I was like So it would what? always end up being we would hang with the same group of people, right? Some other yeah. family, like your brother. And it would always end up being me and you, or if Ben was there, it would be me, you, and Ben. Yep. And, unless people saw... Dude, here's the honest <laughs> truth, though. When the rest of the group would see us three even, like, meet yeah. in, like, an area of the room, <laughs> yeah. dude, everyone's shit went up on guard. So Because <laughs> they knew that was a trifecta of fuckery. Like, yeah. There was going to be some bad decisions made. Somebody's probably going to jail. <laughs> it was one of those situations. Somebody's like, going to be calling like their family members and like this really <laughs> horrible thing happened. And so the only person they could even get to even remotely listen was you. Yep. Ben and I were just lost. No, there's no hope. We, we don't even hear what each other say. Like, most of the time I'm like, shut up, guys. Don't let them notice. <laughs> Ben was so funny, man. He, <laughs> yeah, he would try and be sneaky, right? But he'd be he too, was the worst at being be so, sneaky. He'd be so excited about being sneaky. Yeah. But he'd blow the whole thing. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> he would tell me the stupidest stuff. Like, 
<laughs> like he's like i have this idea for how to rip off a store and he would like spell out his plan i was like that is the dumbest idea i've ever heard in my life i'm like here's all the ways it could go wrong no man it's gonna work i'm like no you're gonna, gonna go work. to jail he's already committed <laughs> no man it's gonna work <laughs> said every said everyone sitting in prison <laughs> i was like what where do you come up with this this is the same guy. Okay, I had I had a Toyota pickup, lifted big tires, and I had like a bumper on it that was like a fire truck. It held a wench in it. The bumper was so big. Yeah, I remember Made that. Made out of steel. Yes, Huge. badass. It was so nice. I want one. He had a he had like an Acura Integra. We were driving to some taco shop one day. He brake checks me like an idiot, and I ran into the back and pushed his trunk in. And he got out and he's like, what happened? I, got, I was like, what the heck are you doing? He's like, I thought it'd be funny to brake check you. I'm like, I bet you don't think that's too funny now, huh? Stupid. <laughs> and we both just started laughing. I was like, dude, what were you thinking? He's like, I guess I wasn't. <laughs> and for like the rest of the time he had that car, he had like a bungee cord home his trunk shut. <laughs> that's why that was like that. I never knew yep. that. Yeah, because he brake checked me. And I wrecked his car. I was like, dude, the bumper on this is huge. You're, it's yeah. going to mangle your car. That's how I always feel in my truck. I'm like, what are you doing? You're a loser. There's no way. Like, if I even touch you at five miles an hour, that little, that I will crush half your vehicle. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then you, it's like, okay, you don't get it. Not only can I, like, they don't get how much this thing weighs. My truck weighs, you know, 10,000 pounds empty. Yeah. So it's like, even though it's got big brakes and everything, this is not the kind of vehicle that you can just lock them up. Oh, heck no. I got six huge tires to lock up. No way. And they do that shit, and you're like, I guess I guess you just want your car wrecked? Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't stop, man. Like, you know. That was one of those moments, too, when... <laughs> When Ben said that, I told flat out, I was like, I ain't paying for this. <laughs> I was like, this was you. <laughs> I was like, I am not paying no, for this. Many times Ben would have a plan. He would always like pull me over. He would have some weird plan to do something. And I would just be like, Ben, Ben, that is the worst plan I've ever heard of. In my life. <laughs> yeah. Where are you getting your ideas, man? I'm like, I would tell him, I'm like, I really applaud your enthusiasm, but there is absolutely no logic in this. This has more holes than Swiss cheese, man. I'm like, you need an advisor, somebody to come in and double check your shit, because this is a guaranteed fail. Yeah. But, but man, he, I tell you what, though, but because he was always like that, it made me want to do some bad shit. <laughs> and I could pull it off, so I was like, I was be like, what I would I always tell him. I wouldn't want to piss people off, but I'd have to like secretly like. <laughs> what man? No, not so loud. I'm trying to whisper. It's <laughs> like, damn it! You don't get. It. I was like, hey Ben, and then you gotta be loud. Now yeah. we're arguing, wasting time, and I'm like, let's go. And he's like, oh, and then he's like slaps his hands. And he's all, yeah. dude, I didn't mean to make more noise. I'm like, get the fuck out. <laughs> Stop drawing attention. And then I think that was, was that Tahoe too? And then we slipped and then you caught up to us. Yep. And then it was you, was it you and I and Ben then slipped out? You and I and Ben and Kelly. And Kelly, that's right. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, that was fun. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, because Kelly had the car. Kelly was like, I'll drive. And he took us in his like super slammed Honda Civic that rode like three centimeters off the ground. Well, how, the people. Okay, Kelly is like a giant. Kelly should be driving my 350. Yeah. Okay, like. It looks. How did he, how did he get in the car? He must have like he's six into four, a ball. like two thirty, huge guy. He would have to like in, <laughs> curl himself into all like a yeah. To get you in were the that. smallest person in there, but we all were uncomfortable. <laughs> wow, I don't remember that ride. It's <laughs> probably a reason for that too. <laughs> <laughs> I was the worst friend to him. <laughs> I don't know, man, with these two. Try one of these. <laughs> wakes up 18 hours later. Man, I'm never doing that again. I was like, I told you, dumbass, sort of. <laughs> sort of. I'm like, I take one of those every day. He's like, what? <laughs> And then I told him what day it was, and he almost lost his mind because he thought it was like Monday and it was Tuesday because he had slept that long. He's like, "No, it's not. No, it's not." And he's all flipping out. <laughs> you can't be like, "Yeah, dude, it's it's Wednesday." He's like, "What? No." I still have the video of him when he got a dog bark collar and put it on. What? <laughs> Yep, I have two videos of that. Shot collar? <laughs> yeah. The fuck? It was so funny because he was like, oh, no, see, that, that's this... too far, man. <laughs> he was like, I wonder if this hurts. So he put it up and he's like, woof. He's like, it's not working. And it shocked him. He's like, ah! <laughs> Freak. And you know, his reactions were always like overblown. It was so funny. And then he did it again. <laughs> That is nuts. Yeah. <coughs> I don't like it. People hurt themselves. So. No. <coughs> but he just did the musing random <coughs> stuff that was so funny. I don't mind hurting him, though. <laughs> no. well, like the time we shot him with Airsoft, right? People, seriously. They, we were horrible friends. Uh, horrible <laughs> friends. Three fully automatic Airsoft rifles, and they each had like 80 or 90 rounds in them. At le- oh, more. And they, we also, they were all like the high-powered ones. Yeah. Right? These are not like the little cheap toy versions. These are the ones that like grown men buy and then buy parts and modify them. Yeah. You know? And uh, Wyatt had one like that. And it shot so damn hard, they would turn into vapor. <laughs> anyway, so we line up on our friend and li- and videotape the whole damn thing. He was like, you can all shoot me. And he had like a pump action, like shotgun one that shot like three pellets at a time. He's like, I'll take you all on with this. I was like, your funeral, dude. I was like, you're done. And we and all oh. you hear is just the <laughs> and just pegging his body. And, and then the screaming. screaming. Ah! <laughs> we'll have to and here's here's we'll have to here's the type of one of the media sites. Here's here's the here's how good of a friend I am. Everybody stopped but me, and I just kept shooting them. Oh, I didn't stop. It's just it ran out of ammo. I was like, I still got rounds. He's like, no, no. Luke's like, stop. I'm like, nope, I still got rounds. <laughs> and I kept shooting him in the legs on purpose because I wanted him to fall over. 
That's the thing is, guys, we are shitty to our friends. Right? I mean, Luke almost knocked me out just for fun. <laughs> yep. You know, his boys can't even believe it. He seems so nice, though. It's like, no, kids, he's a straight killer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Better watch your don't back. Don't ever try and steal his wallet. Don't take that Salmon Dad shirt. Mm. Nope. <laughs> Caravan or not, he's whooping your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was funny, though. Because to me, no no offense to Luke, but that's like the ultimate, like, <laughs> at, when you find out one of your friends, like, not like died, but sort of died. <laughs> it's like when you find out that they, like, you maybe you didn't hear about him for 10 years, right? This happens to us guys, right? And then we find out the guy ended up having, got married and then had two kids and then you find, and you're like, oh, okay, like that's kind of normal. And then they're like, and he drives a caravan. And then you're just like, <laughs> it changes the whole thing. <laughs> you just go from being like, okay, well, that's where you should be. And like, oh my God, she completely owns him. <laughs> he hasn't made a choice in who knows how many years. We don't know this. Because at no point do you end up being the guy that, yeah, the caravan, that's for me. That never happens. So it's just like that, that right there just makes that just like, wow. You know, because, man, I hope, I hope that, uh, that he just really likes caravans. <laughs> no, he wasn't even there when they picked that car. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that answers that question. No, I'm not picking on him or anything. It just, she, to, me, was it just to me, it just sounded funny. Because when I was growing up, it was like, you know, here's the truth. Okay, here's the truth. My... My son has a town and country, which is basically a caravan, right? The yeah. Minivan. And um, anytime he's a little bit older than his girlfriend, so she's still finishing high school. Anyways, he would pick her up, right? Or I could pick her up in the truck. Yeah. She would beg, <laughs> please <laughs> don't pick me up in that minivan. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, she would come up to him. She's like, look, look, I, I, I love your son, but I, I can't be picked up in a minivan when the door opens and pop cans roll out. That just, <laughs> that shit can never happen again, okay? <laughs> and I was like, all right, all right. I'll, I'll. So, yeah, so most of the time, I just use the truck. <laughs> so, yeah, when even kids don't want to be seen in it, that's. But my son's a nerd. He's like, I like it. I think it'll work good for when I, need, when I move my band equipment because the seats fold into the floor. <laughs> Which he's right. You know, you can't argue uh, yeah. <laughs> with that logic. He's like, it gets 22 miles again. I was like, oh, God, okay, fine. <laughs> I was like, maybe you're right. Maybe I'm just a dick. <laughs> what are the odds on that? <laughs> Uh, probably probably not a taker's bet in Vegas anyway. No. <laughs> Speaking of what we said on that balcony on that trip in California, I wish we had had that on. Like we could have recorded that. <laughs> I wish I could remember it. I wish I could. I mean, I hear like clips in my head, and like we were throwing things in like food, and like it was yeah. so funny. I yeah. I mean, sometimes it's weird, you know, in life. A lot of times, like, comedy and things, like, they just happen spontaneously somebody. And the yeah. best is, like you said, like, rants. 
because I can think of times when it was like you would just go off on something and it would, dude, I couldn't <laughs> not stop laughing because you just would get so animated about it. Like, it's just so stupid. And, you know, like, <laughs> I remember one trip it was like we were driving back to St. Clair in my Uncle Ralph's truck and I was going off and you were like over on the side just cracking up laughing. It's just like, what in the fuck? <laughs> But here's the thing, people. He still always smiled through everything. Oh, yeah. So it's like, he's, I'm like, is he really mad? I don't get it. <laughs> he's so nice. That Luke, though, he punches motherfuckers out. He's scary. <laughs> that's so funny because that's like the opposite of what like his kids would think now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what, though? It's those quiet people. The people, the introverts are... Are, sc- oh, yeah. are scary because like when my brother-in-law hits the punching machine oh, yeah. out here dude wrecks he, he wrecks it i mean he hits as hard or harder <laughs> than almost everyone he's never been in a fight in his life he's an engineer he's a he's a complete geek and by that i mean lovingly i watched him geek through high school people unparalleled geekiness <laughs> wrecks yeah. Absolutely wrecks this machine, and like I said, my machine is set to like UFC levels. Like yeah. you, you don't just walk up and max this one out. I adjusted it right, yeah. and so it's like barely anyone can ever break like eight hundred. He got like eight seventy or some shit, just some astronomical number. First try. Oh my god! And I was just like, where does that come from? <laughs> I really think it comes from like. There's probably a lot of people that have a lot of really repressed anger, like stuff they can never get out, stuff they yeah. can never like get off their chest, and it builds and it builds or something. Well, that's what, like you said, you think it's hilarious when I go on a rant and I'm just upset about something. <laughs> yeah. The reason I do that is because once I'm done, I don't have anything repressed anymore. I let it out, and then I'm fine because I've dealt with it i've thought about it it may come up again i may be like man you know what like when we talked um we had that like four hour conversation that we recorded i went through when i was going through that to make the minisode there was um a couple times i went on a rant in there and honestly i was thinking about it the other day driving back from new orleans i was like you know what i haven't thought about any of that stuff i ranted about when I, uh, I was talking with juan i was like yeah because i got it out i ranted about it i was like yeah and now i'm fine and we laughed about it and everything was fine See, I rant. Because I'm not holding it in. I rant all the time. <laughs> like, I wake my family up ranting. <laughs> Get up, you lazy bastards. Someone pick up a broom around this bitch. <laughs> Has anyone done laundry? Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. No one let the dogs out. What the fuck? <laughs> That's like good morning from dad. When the kids are like, I don't know if dad's so nice anymore. <laughs> so... No, I, 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 you know what's fucked up? I did that today. And then I realized I did that. And then I felt like such an asshole. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to try and make a conscious decision not to wake up my lazy ass family <laughs> ha- that harshly. That harshly? Oh, dude, they went from like laying down in bed in their underwear to up picking garbage out of the yard in like two minutes. It was- you, and, you and I are so different because I wake up and I go make everybody breakfast or I go buy everybody breakfast. And I'm like, here you go. Good morning. Here's your coffee. Here's your breakfast. Hey, Mark. Look, look deep into my eyes. <laughs> Fuck you. 
Fuck you and your breakfast vegan ass. I used to be nice like you do. And then one day, I just had enough. I have been nice for too long. And I'm not being nice on that particular thing anymore. And then what happened was that list started getting bigger and bigger. And now I just don't take any shit. <laughs> Nothing. I go like, hey, good morning. What the fuck is this? <laughs> is that is that dirty clothes on the <laughs> like dude, I don't know. I was like, I gotta dial it down in the mornings. <laughs> and here's the fucked up part. I don't even drink coffee. <laughs> Do you have a coffee maker? Uh currently no. But I'm gonna get one though before you come because I know of your uh, your coffee addictions. <laughs> well, it's not just my coffee additions. The addictions. Jasmine drinks like four times the amount of coffee that I do. Well, I know that's what I was talking about. I wasn't talking about you. I was. Talking I, about- I can. I can't live. Like I. I need it in the morning. She like lives on it throughout the day. No, I know. We, we discussed this. She's obviously got issues. <laughs> that's a, that's an addiction, man. When you wake yeah. up scratching itch for that first cup, you know, but you- <laughs> that's funny because the other day she was like, I'm so tired. And I sent that picture of the guy from Chappelle's show up scratching his neck. Oh, Tyrell Biggins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sent that to her. I was like, this is you. <laughs> that's exactly, you know, it's so fucked up. That is exactly what I was using in my mind to present. That's exactly the same character, literally. And I. Pounded on the table and moved the friggin' back of the chair and made all the <laughs> shit ass noise. Damn it, dude! Listen, today's been one of the fucking days, man. Like, oh. Everything, but then things turned around, right? Yeah. I mean, I found I left my wallet in a damn restaurant and somehow it slipped in a crack and fifty other people didn't notice it. <laughs> I got very lucky on that. I was very happy, very, very blessed feeling because man, I was gonna be pissed. Oh yeah. I was like, no, I'm such an idiot. I felt like, you know how when Chris Farley used to go, I'm a freaking idiot. Like that yep. is exactly <laughs> the angst level I was at. Why don't you ever just put your shit in the same spot? It's fucking stupid just going off on myself, man. Like, I'm like, now you're going to have a goddamn heart attack. And you just, I was like, oh, it's going to be a stroke. And they're gonna find your body. Well, they're just gonna go go through your pockets. And I, uh, I'm like, God, you're just being such an old grumpy bastard. It's like, just shut up already. And I like heard myself, and I'm like, Oh my, when did I become that guy? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta tone this shit down. Like, when did I become worse than my dad? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want my kids, like, ending up how I felt when I was a kid, where it was like, oh, shit, dad's home, fun's over, going to bed. Yeah. And it would just shut shit down instantly. Yeah. You know? Because I was scared of him, man. <laughs> my dad used to come home pissed every day. Oh, my goodness. From work, though. And yeah. just dump on us, man. And I'm like... That's why when I got jobs, I never tried to bring my jobs home and dump on my family about them. Yeah. I dumped a lot of jobs, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard thing to not do because, like, work can be frustrating, and you got to, like, get yeah. it out somewhere. You got to, like, ex- express that frustration somewhere. 
You got to tell somebody or vent or do whatever you got to do. I know I do. And I know that I usually go on like a five minute rant and then I'm fine. Yeah, dude, I'm like pretty much all bark but no bite. Right? <laughs> I just talk so much shit. You know, like me and my wife argue and stuff, but like, pff, man, we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> We're so funny. Yeah, you're going somewhere, usually McDonald's or Coney. You know, I made uh, two trips up to that A&W, and they still don't have power. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. What happened to the power grid? It, dude, it, it got slammed. I don't know what happened. There was some some storm, but I guess it was winds. Winds. Jeez, I can't even talk. Winsed? Winsed. <laughs> Is it Wednesday? <laughs> Lord. I didn't know we were in England. Right. Lord Chapman. <laughs> Speaking of which, we now have listeners in Ireland and Australia. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well. I'm thinking the Australians and Irish are going to like us. I thought an Aussie was the first one. Oh, you're right. It was. But, uh. Well, Ireland wasn't, though. That was new. Yeah. Which is weird, because I believe Costa Rican, so pure Costa Rican, is basically a Native American and an Irishman mix. Really? Yeah, which explains how weird I am. <laughs> like, he doesn't look like a leprechaun, <laughs> but he's got that bouncy around kind of energy and shit, and he's <laughs> pretty rude like a leprechaun, just not with red hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and a pot of gold. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have well, a, now? I, was, I know what it's like. Now I know what it's like to see a leprechaun choke on a Viagra. Oh gosh! <laughs> oh, I had a question for you. Speaking yeah. of that, and you were saying how healthy that was. Is there any gripe that that you never get to like say? Like, I was thinking the other day. You know, so much stuff that you. You pl- I don't know. I'm one of those people that run scenarios in my head all the time. Yeah. Like, what if someday we need this odd piece of trivia to save us from a bank robbery? I'm not even joking. That's kind of weird shit of thoughts I have. <laughs> and like, but none of this shit ever happens. None of my weird <laughs> movie scenarios ever happen. Nobody like Con Air flies in and then lands. It's like, if somebody can answer this obscure question about Nirvana, <laughs> uh, you're gonna save the world. That never happens. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm always ready. Yeah. But yeah, so that that kind of stuff happens in my head all the time, and I think, gosh, like it, man, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too far out there. So what was the question? <laughs> my question was for you, is there anything that you never get to say? Like, is there anything you never feel like you get to talk about or like you get to vent about? Because I asked myself that question of the day, and I really honestly couldn't think of anything that I really didn't get to. You know, maybe if it's something I hadn't thought of. That's I think that's a pretty accurate statement for me too. Because, like, I may not vent to. Let's say I'm. I need to vent about a person. I'm typically. I may not vent to them, especially if I know trying to talk to them is going to do no good. Because you know how it is. Like, certain situations with people, they're just not going to listen to you. They're never going to, like, be on the same plane as you are. They're never going to understand you for whatever reason. 
And so, like, in those particular situations, I just know, okay, I can't get through to them. They aren't going to listen to me. So I'm not going to waste my time and their time by trying to get through to them. But I'll just go, like, find somebody else that I can trust and I can talk to. And I can vent and let it out and I'll be fine. But typically, that's usually what I do. And, like, the people I'm closest to, I can usually vent with about anything. You know? Because, you know, not like... I'm ever going to need to vent to anybody about you. I don't think I ever have. <laughs> you will eventually. Uh, it's an odds game. You can't win. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's so funny, though. But I don't but know. I, See, I don't vent. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh, man, maybe I should vent more. I just, like, attack. Like, okay. <laughs> so let's say so-and-so said some shit. Like, and, you know... And then I find out about it. I don't go to my friend, other friends, and go, "Oh, can you believe this shit?" This person. I just go right to that person, like, "Uh, the fuck." Dot com. <laughs> and then I wonder yeah. why my social circle's so small, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh think you were gonna fuck with me or something? <laughs> it's probably not a good idea. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I don't, I don't try to be like that, really. It's just, you know, it's like a protection thing. You know yeah. your friend was talking about, like, when you do comedy, like, I, I'm talking about myself, like, being fat and stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, some people think it's like some, like, a low self-esteem thing. It's really not. It's just I know the reality of what I am, and I accept yeah. it. Listen, I, I was a world-class gymnast when I was younger. Okay, I've had the, the uh, good a body as 99% of men's I ever had. Yeah. So... On the flip side of that, like, I accept that the same way I accept this. Shit just happens. You know, it's like, it's the way the genetics fell in time. Pizza. Damn chili <laughs> cheese fries and, ah, oh, so many more delicious things. But anyways. It's like I've told, like, I've, I've told, like I tell people, like, be content with in your life with the things that you have. Like, there's a there's a like I I guess it's maybe from like getting older getting into my late 30s I'm learning me being miserable or having a good day has everything to do with me it really does because if I'm having a bad day chances are a bunch of other stuff around me could be going wrong but I probably could be choosing to handle it better I could probably be going into things with a better mindset when I have bad days I have noticed 80% of the time, I if it, it's a really bad day, I'm making a poor choice and it's like I'm like green with the negativity or letting it take over me or letting the anger take control of me or something like that. Like, <laughs> it was funny. This morning, I was... Um, Baking breakfast for refugees. <laughs> well... Jasmine isn't a refugee. Oh, I didn't. Know. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know who you had over. Those refugees. No, I was call. I was talking to her on the phone, and uh, she's if like, "Have a great day at was, work." What if it was her and Fa? Then it would be refugees. <laughs> sorry, you were saying sorry. <laughs> so I. I, she was like, you know, I hope you have a great day at work. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to have a fantastic day at work. And she's like, oh, I wish you could have that kind of optimism. And I was like, well, you can. I was like, I, I haven't even gotten to work yet, but I know I'm going to have a fantastic day at work. 
because I'm choosing to have a fantastic day at work. And then I got to work, and inevitably in my line of work, as always happens, like I had stuff break, I had delays, I had stuff set me back, and I wanted to get out of there, and it just kept dragging on and on and on. But the thing was, is I was like, you know what? I'm still going to have a good day because I'm going to choose to have a good day. And like, yeah, this thing broke or this thing sent me back. But you know what? I don't care. I'm not going to let it ruin my day. And I could have gotten mad. I could have gotten frustrated, which would probably just have made things worse. I would have been less less productive than I already was or been more frustrated or broke more stuff or whatever. Like when, when you give in to all that frustration and negativity, it tends to just compound things and make it worse. And I was like, no, I'm going to do good. And then I remembered. I was like, oh, yeah, I did say this morning I was going to have a fantastic day. And I am having a fantastic day. Like I'm so like I'm not even kidding. And since we started doing this podcast, I am physically tired almost every day. But it's not physically tired to like the point of exhaustion or burnout. It's just I'm doing a lot. I'm keeping myself busy because I have a lot of stuff on my plate. I'm doing a lot. And I'm fine with that because it's a like... I'm working at a job that I like. It's not my favorite job in the world, but it's not a terrible job. I'm content in my job. I have a good job. I make good money. Like, I found out just uh, a couple weeks ago that if you make $50,000 a year or more, you have it better than 85% of the people in the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy. I make right around $50,000 a year. I was like, I have nothing to complain about. And on top of that... I have a wonderful family. I have great friends. I have a great community. I'm dating someone who's really awesome. And, well, like, what do I have to complain about? Like, I have no reason to complain. Like, why Why would I even be, like, why do we as people so often compare ourselves to the people who we think have it better than us instead of the reverse of, man, I have it so much better than everybody else or all these other people that I know. Because if we really and stop and think about it, we can think of more people that have it worse off than we do, which would help us be more grateful for what we actually do have. <clears throat> and I've been practicing that in my life. And so that's made me really content. And it's, it's, I, is it ironic? It's, it's weird, I guess, that I have people who are close to me that get mad at me for that. Like what? in the last six, yes, in the last six months, I had someone be like, how are you so damn optimistic? I am sick and tired of your optimism. And I was like, excuse me? You are way too optimistic. You're optimistic all the time. <laughs> you always look for the bright side of everything. I was like, what the hell? I was that like, why are you so negative? I was like, I was like, you're mad at me for being optimistic. Yeah, it's just disgusting. I was like, ugh. I didn't realize you were in such a negative, nasty pit. I was like, I, ugh, no. I'm, I was like, that's precisely why I'm optimistic. I'm not like you right now. I was like, I, I was like is that making your life any better? Is that making your day better? No, my life is terrible. I'm like, well, if you think your life is terrible, then... You know, like all it just like went on a rant, all this terrible stuff. And I was like, I'm sorry that you feel that everything is terrible. But if you actually stopped and thought about it, you have a great life. You have what I would think. Like, to be honest, I was like, you have it better off than me. And I listed off all the reasons why. Like, these are all the reasons why you have a lot of things better off than me. Oh, no, it's not. I don't have this. I don't have that. And I was like, okay, this conversation's over because I, I'm not going to get through to them. It's over. But like, that's what made me think. Like, 
I have it better than 85% of the people in the world. Only 16% of the people in the world own a car. How many people do you know in America that own two cars? A lot. Most people. 16%. Like, I don't even care if it's a crappy car. My car was $100. It's not nice. It's not new. It's almost 15 years old. But I don't care. I got a super good deal on it. And it's a great car. It had low miles. Why would I go and like I don't need to have a new car. I don't even have a fancy car. I would no. love a Tesla. I would love a Tesla Model S, but I ain't about to pay a thousand dollars a month for a car. I could pay a mortgage with that. Wow. So it's like I'm like why why be so cynical all the time? Like I don't understand like okay, I do understand because I used to be so cynical, but I don't understand why people just choose to stay cynical. Like because oh, it's like, funny. <laughs> I just love hating everyone. <laughs> yeah, you too. <laughs> but no, I'm not cynical. <laughs> and the thing is, is like you don't have to stay stuck there. Because really, are you? Is that great? <laughs> Does your family love it when you're always mad and like yelling at them and stuff? Like, no, nobody like enjoys that. And sometimes it is funny. Everybody has those days where they get rants or they get frustrated. That's inevitable. That happens to me too. But to live day in and day out, where when someone who else is in your life and they're optimistic, you go off on them. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That's just a black hole of the... Ugh. Sometimes I realize my kids aren't listening to me when I'm ranting because yeah. they just tune it out. So I just yeah. start saying ridiculous shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like... Yeah. I'll be like, you and... Uh, and uh, blah blah blah, wipe your butt. Uh, yeah, like, they're like, what? <laughs> but the thing is, is like, life is really what you make of it. And if there's things that you can't change, then just find like the silver lining in it. Find the good thing in it. And if there's things you can change, go for those things. Like, go for those things that you know you can change, even if it's going to be really hard, or even if it's going to seem impossible. Like. I missed out on some really great opportunities in my life by being super cynical. And then now, I am, since then, I have achieved a lot of things in my life that I didn't particularly think might work out, but I went for it and tried anyway. Like we've established before, I'm 38. I've never been married. I would love to get married. I would love to find my best friend that I can spend the rest of my life with. I've been through some relationships that would make people stay single forever. Just and a lot of that was my own choice for just being dating the wrong person, or being in a relationship where I probably wasn't ready for it, or they weren't ready for it, and I just didn't want to admit it. But the thing is, is like I haven't given up on it because I'm not gonna let cynicism ruin my life. I'm gonna be positive and optimistic and hopeful. And even if I'm 78 and I still never been married, hey, you know what? At Ooh, least I tried. But what a sweet Carfax at 78. Oh yeah, that's a man fax from yeah. <laughs> I'm 83 and never been married. <laughs> still got a clean guy, facts. If they still use those. <laughs> Except for by then, you'll have like a barcode on your wrist and they'll just scan you when you meet them. Probably. They'll scan you with their phone. Oh, you're one of the, you're one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah. They'd just go, anytime I was around. No, no, that wasn't me. That was Juan. He's over there. It scanned him accidentally. 
Not nice, man. Uh. <laughs> Good thing Jasmine doesn't have this technology. <laughs> what is she doing? She's just sitting there. <laughs> is she like being like Mr. Burns and just like glaring at you? No, no. She looks oh. like she was actually thinking or something. Actually thinking. Well, I mean, like she was in thought, like <laughs> she was looking up at the ceiling. You know, you like you look away with your eyes when you're oh, thinking yeah. about something. <laughs> Usually for me, it's like an escape plan or something. But <laughs> as long as it wasn't an escape plan, Ben gave you, you're probably fine. Yeah, yeah. And all those are horrible. <laughs> worst planner ever. <laughs> worst, worst ever. We had some pretty terrible ideas, but we could at least get away with it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I forgot about that conversation. I still can't believe I can't believe you remembered that. <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird? Every once in a while, I remember something out of the blue. Like, yeah. Because I don't remember hardly anything. Yep. That's, that's so weird for me. <laughs> Some earlier today I remember And I was like I can't believe I remembered something Like I got all excited and shit <laughs> Cause I was I visited my mom in the hospital today And I was talking to her I was like Mom I'm, like, I'm so tired of not remembering nothing I'm like I forget everything She's like oh, It'll be okay And I'm like no It's not gonna be okay It's only okay cause you're 80 <laughs> I'm like I'm not anywhere near that age And I have worse memory than you <laughs> She's yeah. gonna be raising a kid with Alzheimer's. Ah. <laughs> I don't even know who she is. Or Jasmine will be doing that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Dude, we, here's my fear, man. When, when I'm in a wheelchair, and Jasmine is, is uh, yeah, man. Dude, she's gonna find like the sweetest set of stairs. <laughs> It's gonna be like one of them, like mega churches or something. <laughs> <laughs> and living with Jesus, and then just shoves me down the stairs, man. Be like that. What was that uh, old whore with the baby, the cart? Rosemary's baby. Not Rosemary. Well, yeah, Rosemary's baby. No, it's actually a scene from uh, the gangster film where it had the baby carriage going down the steps. Except in our version, it would just be me going down the steps. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye, bitch. <laughs> you better get that ramp finished. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> There's the motivator right there. <laughs> you might be going down the steps out front. A <laughs> <laughs> short, hot ride. You're like, well, it might not get him, but two or three times might finish him off. Oh, jeez. <laughs> then they'll be like, yep, get the hack sauce. <laughs> 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 we ain't digging a hole big enough for dad, I'll tell you that right now. The kids will be like, I got a sauce on. I was just going to say, my six-year-old will be like, I got the sauce on. <laughs> it's like I'll get the skill saw. <laughs> like it's like I get the machete. I'm like, why are you guys getting sicker? What the? Heck? <laughs> Abby's like, I got a vacuum. What the? What are you gonna do to me? 
And then six months from there, there will be a true crime episode on <laughs> your disappearance. <laughs> In Romeo, Michigan, a gentleman goes missing, and there's just a bunch of bloody children with power tools. <laughs> and believe me, none of them would know nothing. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, dude. They can forget interrogating my kids. <laughs> they will not crack. I am telling you. You can dangle food, video games, punishments of going to prison. They're not breaking. My, my kids are hard, man. Nope. Oh, they'll just blame each other to the point where you won't know who's lying. He did it. She did it. They did it. It wasn't me. That's that is the answer to every question I ask when I walk in the house. Who the fuck wasn't me? I'm like I didn't even finish the question. I know, Dad, but it wasn't me. I. I'm like, how could you know that? I haven't even asked the question yet. Because you know. I'm like, no, I don't know. Well, it's not me. <laughs> Am I going to get to meet these kids at all Or are they going to be gone the whole time No no you'll meet them when they're here Okay good I mean I'm not going to shuffle them off the entire time Because I just can't have them seeing I, us I'm going to I'm going to jump in with them when they're breaking your balls <laughs> Oh jeez So unfair <laughs> Hey and when Jasmine starts breaking my balls You can jump in too Because she does it now Every day Every Ooh. day. Here's my <laughs> and it's fear. Hysterical. My fear isn't one of them. It's that we say something or do something stupid and they both fucking destroy us <laughs> at the same time. Dude, That's have you ever had happen. two girls just slaughter you? Listen, it's That's happened to me a couple times with Chaz. That's going to happen. When her and my ex wife got on me at the same time, oh, dude, oh. it was like taking the lamb to the slaughter. I didn't. <laughs> dude. <laughs> And they were laughing and enjoying it so much, and it's just no. She'll, she, I'm not even kidding. At least like three times a week, she'll get me so good, and then just keep piling it on. So much so where I have no words other than "What is happening? <laughs> Seriously, what's happening?" <laughs> and she's just lying down, laughing her butt off. And you know what? I don't blame her. <laughs> Okay, well, everyone, that'll do it for this episode of the show. We thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed our stories and insights, and yeah, don't stop listening to us just because of the first 15 minutes. We've got more good stuff coming for you. <laughs> I don't. <Once. laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> It's, it's, okay, for those of you out there who may not appreciate some of the things Juan says, for every one of you that says, I don't know about what Juan says all the time, there's like six people that say, I love what Juan says. Tell him to stop, yo, to not be filtered. Tell him to not hold back. So you're losing that battle. <laughs> there's people that are like, I want to hear the unedited stuff. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope. That's, that's never you know, hearing... My hope <laughs> is that one day I can ride that line safely. <laughs> but to be honest, knowing me, uh, probably not going to happen. <laughs> probably not. 
But anyways. But anyways, thanks anyways. for listening as long as you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you made it this far, we are super thankful and we're actually quite proud of you. So for that, thank you, everybody. Next, see you next time. Seahawk Predator out. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.